Well, up so much for a lack of content. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Martinez, on a Thursday, March 19th, 2020. Last week, we had our coronavirus episode where we talked about all the cancellations and postponements in sports, and not just in sports, but in general, across all walks of life. And after that episode ended, I was thinking like, man... It's going to be a rough few weeks, if not months, trying to scrape some content together for the show. And then, lo and behold, a great gift from the football gods. NFL free agency opened up, and it was nuts. I mean, it was just flat out nuts. We have so much to talk about and unwrap from just this past week i believe it opened today's thursday i want to say it opened up on monday or tuesday morning and a lot i mean just everything happened i mean we have more than enough to talk about we have there's like too much like there's going to be things that get left out of the show so i mean for the first week of isolation quarantine we're covered all right the nfl has our back for the first week so i appreciate that i don't know what we're doing next week i think next week was actually supposed to be yeah, opening day in baseball. So that was going to be our, our baseball preview. I don't know if we're still going to do that next week or not because baseball may or may not start before June. So I would hate to do it now. And then the season doesn't start until June or late May. And it's like we did it two months in advance. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe if something else comes out of the woodworks and we have some more content then we will have we'll get to avoid that. But for the meantime, um, well, let's just focus on today's episode because we have so much to get to. Let's not waste any more time. It is March nineteenth, twenty twenty. It is a Thursday, and we're gonna have some fun today. We have a lot to talk about in the NFL. The biggest move that everyone forgot about. It was the biggest move until it wasn't the biggest move for only about an hour. DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. In exchange for David Johnson? Yeah, it was, it's it's weird. So it first came out, Adam Schefter reported, he's the woge of the NFL. Breaking news, David Johnson traded to the Texans. And I said, hmm, it's pretty interesting. That the Texans are gonna be pretty deep next year. They're gonna be they're gonna be okay. Cause I felt last year like their biggest hole really was their running game. Outside of their offensive line, they had zero rushing game. I mean, their running backs were awful. They had Duke Johnson. He fell off the face of the earth in Houston. I thought he was going to have um, a pretty sizable role in Houston. I thought he was going to be a, a big contributing factor after getting traded from Cleveland. Because again, there was no one, there was exactly zero running backs in Houston. So I thought, okay, Duke Johnson, he's he's going to put up some numbers this year. He did He did zero. He did absolutely nothing. He did zero. Duke Johnson was terrible for the Texans last year. And I just felt like they were missing, they were just missing a consistent, viable rushing attack. And it was just all on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. I believe I said this last year as well. I don't think the Texans were really that good. Last year, I don't think they were very good. They're worse now, but we'll get to that in just a second. I didn't think they were very good. I thought the Texans were as good as they were because of Deshaun Watson because he is a superhero. 
That guy's not of this earth. Deshaun Watson is an otherworldly player. That guy's a superstar of the highest caliber. And I feel like the Texans were as good as they were. And I didn't even like them to begin with, but I felt like they were at that level because of Deshaun Watson himself. And DeAndre Hopkins, again, superstar, but you got to have a great quarterback. Wide receivers can make quarterbacks quarterback or reverse that. Quarterbacks can make great receivers. Wide receivers can't necessarily make great quarterbacks. Just ask AJ, AJ Green. How's his time in Cincinnati? So DeAndre Hopkins has the benefit of Deshaun Watson and vice versa, but the rest of the team is lousy. The, the team as a whole is just lousy. And that was with DeAndre Hopkins. So it came out, Texans are trading for David Johnson. And I said, wow, that is, they're actually addressing some of the holes on their team. Like they might be a force to be reckoned with in an AFC South division that is relatively open. I mean, the Jaguars are not great. Um, the Titans are pretty good. Actually, the Titans are pretty solid and they're, they may or may not be better. Um, and then well, the Colts are not very good. They add Phillip Rivers. That's other breaking news, but I don't think that tips the scale. So really you're competing with the Titans for that division. And you're talking about Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and David Johnson. As a trio, that's a pretty formidable squad. You know, they could potentially go toe-to-toe with the Titans. Oh, wait, 20 minutes later, breaking news. The Texans are sending DeAndre Hopkins in exchange for David Johnson. This is just, I mean, stupidity of the highest order from the Houston Texans. I don't, under, I mean, and this is Bill O'Brien. This, this falls completely on Bill O'Brien. He's the coach. He's the president GM. And in sports, I don't know when this has ever worked. I don't know when it's, when it's been successful where the coach is also the GM and the team benefits. I don't, in my memory, I don't know if it's it's ever worked where the coach being the GM has worked for the team. And clearly Bill O'Brien is just, he's reached the end of his wits, I mean, quite frankly. For Arizona, I mean, let's break this down from the Arizona side. I mean, they should already be throwing a parade in Glendale, Arizona. Not that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but the fact that they were able to pull off this trade because... They were not moving ahead with David Johnson to begin with. David Johnson was never going to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals in 2020. It just was not going to happen. They brought in Kenyon Drake last year, and David Johnson, he disappeared. I mean, he fell off the face of the planet. And Kenyon Drake was a, a rock star for the Arizona Cardinals for you know as long as they had him. He was a stud on that team. And he was so impressive that you know they were pretty confident in him being the starter going forward. They were just trying to flip David Johnson for whatever value they could get in return. Whether it was a draft pick, whether it was, you know, a starter offensively, whatever the case may be, they were trying to just find the best case scenario. And boy, did they. They traded a backup running back. Because again, he was never going to start for the Cardinals. They traded a backup running back in David Johnson, who has injury history, who had been underperforming ever since 2016, which doesn't sound like a long time ago. But again, check your calendars. It's 2020. That was four years ago was his best season. For potentially, they flip that for what is potentially the best receiver in the game. Just let that sink in for a second. They traded a backup player for a player who's potentially the best at his position. 
and you pair that with Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, he Larry Legend is still balling. He's not just a good story. Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald is still playing at a high level. I mean, he's not Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, but it doesn't matter because they brought in DeAndre Hopkins to take some of that weight off of the shoulders. They have Christian Kirk as well. They have Kenyon Drake. And oh, by the way, their quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray, had a fine rookie campaign. And yes, he is a great player, but I just want to address this for a second. Everyone's saying that Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins duo, that's going to be deadly. That's going to be something else. Reminder, DeAndre Hopkins is coming from Deshaun Watson. So technically for DeAndre Hopkins, this is a slight downgrade, okay? I like Kyler Murray as much as the next guy. He's not Deshaun Watson. Can we agree on that for a second? He's not Deshaun Watson. Do I think they'll be good? Yes. I do think it's going to work. I'm not going to be, I'm not sitting here being a hater saying it's never going to work. There's no chemistry. But I don't think it's immediately going to be Montana Rice. I mean, he just came from Deshaun Watson. Now he's going to Kyler Murray. It's a slight downgrade and maybe a big downgrade. Maybe at one point in Kyler Murray's career, he will surpass Deshaun Watson. But again, Deshaun Watson is a stud, top five quarterback in the game. And yet still, DeAndre Hopkins may be going to a better team than Houston. So quarterback department, slight downgrade, entire roster, potentially upgrade, especially he's going with Cliff Kingsbury, who loves to throw the ball. I mean, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins' numbers are going to have too big of a drop off. I think there will be a slight decrease only because there are other weapons in Arizona. Um, And they're they're just, uh, again, you're getting a slight, slight downgrade at the quarterback position. But I don't think it's going to help Arizona exponentially this trade i mean you can't really put into words how big of a trade this is for the arizona cardinals and all of a sudden they're in the race to win the nfc west they're no longer the worst team in the nfc west i can tell you that much it's it's the la rams i mean they're getting ready to move off of todd Gurley, and they didn't make the playoffs last year and they're trading away potentially their best player on offense I mean, the Cardinals, they can they can make a run at it. They can make a run at it. Um, now to the Houston side of this trade. Again, as great as this is for Arizona, it's equally as horrendous for Houston. Especially when Deshaun Watson is heading to a contract year and he could potentially leave the franchise. This You want to be adding reasons for Deshaun Watson to stay in Houston. Not taking him away. And again, this was a team that I already didn't like to begin with. And then you take away their potentially their best player on offense in, in DeAndre Hopkins. But we added David Johnson. David Johnson is only relevant in the scheme of, yeah, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Deshaun Watts. Like, you have a full team. I don't understand why you trade your number one receiver in exchange for... What would, I mean, it's a number two running back, but he'd be your number one running back. So now you have an improved rushing game, but your passing game exponentially gets worse. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And again, Deshaun Watson, he needs to get the hell out of Houston. He needs to get the hell out of Houston because there's nothing there for him. Houston has never won anything as, as an organization and their best years have been with Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, I don't expect him to stick around with the Houston Texans for much longer. I mean, come next summer, next spring, you might be seeing Deshaun Watson in another uniform 
and I'm willing to bet probably 30 out of 32 teams are going to be lining up to sign sign Deshaun Watson. The other two, not uh, not trying to get Deshaun, being the Chiefs, the Ravens, maybe three. Um, you also the Seahawks as well. Maybe like three teams won't be all in on Deshaun Watson. Everyone else, they're going to be trying to get him. He is a stud. Um, so yeah, there is that. That that was the biggest trade for like an hour. That was it. That broke Twitter, NFL Twitter, for like 30 minutes. And then something else happened. And actually, something else just happened. I mean, just happened three minutes ago. Breaking news. This is coming out like as I was talking. Rams moving on from Todd Gurley. Wait for it. Are releasing Todd Gurley. They're not even trading him away. Rams wave. Let me get this absolutely correct. Los Angeles Rams wave three-time Pro Bowler uh, two years after signing him to a $60 million extension. They say, get out of the building. There's the door. This is huge. I mean, you're talking about the Rams. Because we've heard over the course of the week since, you know, I believe it was Monday, Tuesday, when all... I mean, we had crazy NFL. We haven't even scratched the surface today talking about all the stuff that went down. And it's Thursday, and we're st- we still have breaking news to get to. It's like piling on at this point. But we heard the rumors that the Rams were getting ready to move away from Todd Gurley, which is huge in itself. You're talking about two years ago. Todd Gurley was definitively, it wasn't even up for an argument. He was the best back in the game. He was the best running back in the NFL, and it was not even up for a debate. That was just two seasons ago. We're not talking about David Johnson, who in 2016 was the best running back. That was a long time ago, and then he had an injury, and then another injury, and then here we are in 2020. This is Todd Gurley. We're talking about, again, just two short years ago, was the best running back in the game. And then got hurt, and then came back and really didn't do a whole lot. And so we were saying, well, he's probably you know, feeling the ramifications uh, of his injury and the Rams repeatedly kept saying no he's fine he's 100% he's he's ready to go he's fresh and you know the question was always well then why aren't you using him what what is the problem here why are you not using Todd Gurley like Todd Gurley if he's 100% if he's hurt we get it but you're telling us he's 100% healthy there is something more to this story than meets the eye you don't just release this guy and again especially there's a lot of money involved in these contracts 60 million dollar extension you're talking about a number one running i think todd Gurley has more value on the trade market than david johnson they both have injury histories maybe both of them have their best days behind them but if you're talking about just david johnson or todd Gurley, if you want to take a stab take a risk on one of them might lean towards todd Gurley, and they don't even have a deal in place like, there were zero takers. No one wanted Todd Gurley via trade. The Rams get zero return on their number one running back. I think there, this was starting to boil over. Again, we're, I'm going wait to wait and see what other you know stories come out from this because I, I truly believe there's, there's more to this than meets the eye. You don't just re- release a player like this for nothing. Even if you were only going to get a third round, you take your third round pick and go. 
Especially, I mean, because teams are probably going to ask you to pay for most of his contract anyways. You might as well get something in return. Like, they got nothing in return. Like, there were no takers on Todd Gurley. They probably didn't like the offers they were getting. They definitely weren't getting a DeAndre Hopkins kind of deal. Um, But you didn't get anything that you saw that you liked? I think they were just sick of Todd Gurley, and they had just reached a boiling boiling point and said, you got to get out of here. We, You got to get out of here. So there, as far as that goes, what happened, that remains to be seen. And it's 2020. It will come out. There are no secrets anymore. It will come out what happened in L.A. with Todd Gurley. Now, the question is, now what? Where does Todd Gurley go? I can tell you one team right off the bat that I think might need a running back potentially. is Tampa Bay. You got your quarterback. You got your gang of receivers. Why not try and bring in a running back? Uh, and that was the story I had, was alluding to at the after the very first segment. Um, because again, I do these in little like spurts. Check my phone in between each segment to make sure I'm not missing anything. In fact, I'm going to check it right now to see if there's any uh, other developments. No, there's not at at this point in time on the Todd Gurley thing. <laughs> the Todd Gurley thing. That's what I call these stories now. Just the things. Uh, Tampa Bay, they signed Tom Brady, and that's what I was going to get to next. I wanted to get it kind of in chronological order. That's why I did the DeAndre Hopkins thing first, and then I was going to get to Tom Brady. Then all of a sudden, breaking news, Todd Gurley is real. That's a shocker. I'm not really shocked that Todd Gurley's no longer on the Rams. I'm shocked that in the manner in which he was um, cut. Excuse me. Are we still? Okay, sorry. Phone was kind of bugging right there. I'm shocked in the manner in which Todd Gurley left the Rams just being released that doesn't happen very often especially with superstars like this this that does not happen but now that he is a free agent he can go wherever he wants and based off of the trade market from what this tells me there was not many teams that were willing to take a risk or take a a chance on Todd Gurley so he's not going to command this 60 million dollar market like the contract he got from LA He's going to have to take a pay cut. And the Buccaneers, they don't have a lot of money to spend. But I do think there would be some interest there from both sides. Tampa Bay kind of needs a running back. And you're looking at a team with Todd Gurley. Might be kind of looking at a Super Bowl team. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and crown Tampa Bay Super Bowl favorites just yet. Because a lot of people are already... You know, because it's Tom Brady, and there's a, it's you know first first new team ever after playing with the Patriots for 20 seasons. There's a lot of hype. I get it. I don't know if they're Super Bowl favorites just yet. I don't know if I like them better than the Ravens or the Chiefs or anything, or you know or the Saints, other teams in their division. But if you had Todd Gurley, now that conversation starts to get a little bit more interesting. That would be the first team off the top of my head. Todd Gurley could land with maybe Tampa Bay. It's a win now scenario you're not getting Tom Brady for the future you're getting Tom Brady because you want to win yesterday and Todd Gurley I don't know if he's not going to get Le'Veon Bell Ezekiel Elliott money he already got that that paycheck and it didn't really work out for him so I don't know what his options are if Tampa Bay calls Todd Gurley I think he'd be wise to pick up the phone and head over uh, to Florida with Tom Brady I think that'd be really interesting I think that'd be extremely interesting. Right now, Tampa Bay starting running back is Ronald Jones, USC guy. I like him as much as everyone else, as much as the next guy. 
but even at this point, I think I take Todd Gurley over Ronald Jones. And even who's to say you don't have to get rid of Ronald Jones again? You're not trading for him. You're signing Todd Gurley. You can have Ronald Jones as your insurance policy. So off the top of my head, I mean, breaking news, you're asking me immediately, putting a gun in my head, where's he going? I, I would say Tampa Bay if the price is right, and it has to be right because they don't have a ton of money to spend after bringing in Tom Brady. Uh, but then that, that offense is looking, I mean, pretty nasty. They already had a gang of wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. Then you're adding Todd Gurley, a true number one running back. Who knows what his knee looks like or what his health is, and maybe it's worse than what the Rams alluded. It probably, it not maybe, it is worse than what the Rams alluded to all these years because, again, they couldn't even find a trade. But it might be worth the risk because they do have a starting, they have Ronald Jones. I mean, he's not the greatest back in the world, but they have somewhat of an insurance policy, right? I would think, I don't know, that, off the top of my head, I would think Tampa Bay might be kind of interested. Um, no, not Miami. They just brought in Jordan Howard. Yeah, again, I'm just trying to go through all the teams, like zooming through my head. I, I, I guess Tampa Bay would be would make the most sense for both sides. I don't think Todd Gurley wants to go to a bottom feeding team. I mean, where else would he go? I'm trying. I'm really, where else would he go? Cincinnati? Like, I don't. It makes the most sense from both from Todd Gurley's camp and from Tampa Bay's camp. I think this is almost a no-brainer. Depending on what Todd Gurley values uh, himself at, because he might be wanting crazy money, and he's he's not going to get it, especially after getting cut. This was kind of this was a red flag that the Rams put out there. Like, take our warning: this guy may not be exactly what you want, but with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady creating the culture, I don't know, might be worth the risk. So. Spoiler alert, yeah, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, that was supposed to be the biggest news story of the week, and it still is, but the biggest news story of the hour, I suppose, is Todd Gurley being released by the Los Angeles Rams. Again, I think it makes the most sense for him to head to Tampa Bay. They need a running back. He needs a job. Let's make it happen. And the reason why it makes any sense is because, again, Spoiler alert, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Tom Brady. Not a a stunner or a shocker that he left New England because we had been hearing about it forever and ever and ever, but it still is a surprise. It's not a shocker, but it is still surprising. We heard it could have happened. We thought it probably could have happened. It probably will happen, and yet it happened, and then it's like, wow, they weren't kidding. Like, it really did happen. I can't believe it It really did that. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Tom Brady gets to go play with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, as aforementioned. He has the weapons now that he was lacking in New England. And the question that everyone has now is, well, who wins this divorce? The Patriots or Tom Brady? And for me, the answer is a no-brainer. For me personally, and I, I've seen uh, on the internet, because again, all the sports shows and sports networks are kind of on hiatus a little bit because of the coronavirus, which I don't, I mean, I respect 110%. I'm uh, behind that. So I've been watching, you know, little tidbits on uh, on Twitter and stuff. People are doing 
their sports shows from their homes. Uh, I've been doing that. I've been doing this sports show from my home for over a year and a half now. So again, psychic, the psychic strikes one more time. Um, and it's surprising me what they're saying. A lot of people are saying the Patriots are going to win this. Like the Patriots, they win the divorce. They got rid of Tom Brady. Good for them. I think, in my eyes, I don't even think this is a conversation. I think Tom Brady wins this. If you ask me who's going to have a better record at the end of the season, the Bucks or the Patriots, I'm not even hesitating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even think this is a conversation, really. Tom Brady didn't leave the Patriots for money. He left the Patriots because they he needed a roster. They were no good. And if you say, well, they got bounced in the first round with Tom Brady, you know, because like, are you really going to look me in the eye and say they were as bad as they were or they weren't as good as they should have been because of Tom Brady? Like now that he's gone, they're going to be better without him. Their backup quarterback is Jarrett Stidham. I mean, no disrespect, but I don't think Jarrett Stidham is as good as Tom Brady in his 40s. I mean, so what you're telling me is that the Patriots, they're going to the AFC Championship now, potentially the Super Bowl without Tom. Like, he was holding them back. Really? Their number one receiver was Julian Edelman. And is Julian, again, I know everyone's going to point at the numbers and, you know, it sounds blasphemous. Julian Edelman is really not that good, okay? He's really not that good of a player. He's good because of Tom Brady, okay? Julian Edelman is the Draymond Green of the NFL, He's feeding off of his other teammates' success. Their running backs were fine-ish. I mean, they had James White, who was used more in the passing game. They had Sony Michelle, though I believe, was he hurt last year? I want to say. Like, they did not have the weapons offensively. Their defense was, I mean, godlike the first, like, 10 weeks of the season. But they couldn't score. They could not score the ball. I don't think, and I don't think that's because of Tom Brady. And yes, he did have, ironically, the exact same passer rating as Jameis Winston this past season. That is not a joke. That's a fact. Um, but again, they had they had no weapons. He now has Mike Evans. He now has Chris Godwin. He now has O.J. Howard. He now has Ronald Jones, who's not a star. Again, they could bring in Todd Gurley, but he's a serviceable running back. And a not-too-shabby defense. Their defense in Tampa Bay is... It's fine. It's it's pretty good. It's not the best. It's not as good as New England for sure, um, but it's not terrible either. They're not gonna get shredded. Even though, as soon as I said that, you know, I just envisioned when they play the Saints this year, like a fifty-point shootout, um, you know, where the defense completely fails them. But you know, for the most part, their defense is solid. It'll get the job done, especially if you give Tom Brady those weapons. He's gonna be able to score. So I don't I don't know how you could in good faith, just actually say, like, yeah, the Patriots will definitively be better without Tom Brady. The Patriots weren't as good as they were last year because of Tom Brady. Like, he was the reason that they struggled and the reason why they lost in the first round of the playoffs. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And again, Tom Brady didn't leave the Patriots for his health. He didn't just leave because he wanted to prove a point. Well, he did want to prove a point, actually. But... He's not going to Cincinnati. He's not going to Miami. He's not going to Detroit. He got to pick 
his landing spot. You do understand that, right? He was a free agent. So he saw all 32 teams, assessed all of his options, and said, you know what? The best place for me, the place that I can do the most damage with, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He didn't just pick them out of a hat. Tom Brady wanted to go play in Tampa Bay. So what does that tell you? The foundation is there. Tom Brady can play with those guys. And Tom Brady is, again, I said this, I believe I said this last week, if not two weeks ago, he's one of the all-time winners that we have ever seen. He's not going there for money. He's going there to win a seventh Super Bowl. And if Tom Brady likes that roster enough to say, I think I can win with those guys, I, me personally, I'll take Tom Brady's word for that. I will take that at face value. You ask me who wins this divorce, it's not even a, a debate. It's Tom Brady. I think, if, honestly, I think the Patriots are, are going to fall off a cliff. I think they're going to be awful this season. Quite frankly, I think they're going to be bad. I mean, really bad. I think I don't think they're going to even stand a chance to win that division. You're talking about uh, Buffalo, who was really good last year, almost beat New England um, the first their first go around, and then Miami. I love every move that Miami has made this off season. They bring in I have it written down here for you: Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Jordan Howard, and Shaq Lawson. And they were already, and this is kind of, you know, get ready for this. They weren't like the best, worst team last year. They were respectable. I mean, they were 5-11, and 11, I believe. But they were, like, they were turning things around. Like, people were saying Brian Flores should win coach of the year for making the Dolphins as good as they were. And they were still bad. They were the best of the worst teams. And they they spent hella money this offseason. They had the most cap space in the NFL and they made sure to use every cent of it. And oh, by the way, they have a chance to bring in Tua Tagovailoa. And actually, there's rumors that they want to give up their farm system, quote-unquote farm system. They want to give up a bunch of draft picks to Cincinnati to get Joe Burrow. So they're going to get a quarterback of their choice, regardless of the scenario. Do I think Miami will win the division? No. But I think, honestly, I think Miami will have a better record than New England. You can put me on record as saying that. I really believe Miami will have a better record than the Patriots when after this season. The Jets, I don't know. I think they'll be probably close to New England, perhaps, you know, a little bit behind them. I think I think honestly, you're looking at the Patriots being the third best team in that division. And I truly, truly believe that. So if you're asking me who do you you know who wins this divorce, again, for me it's Tom Brady and it's not even close. I really don't even think there's a hesitation because he got to choose where he wants to go. And will New England find another quarterback because they bring in uh, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton? Sure, will that make them better? A little bit, but I still don't think New England with Andy Dalton or New England with Cam Newton is better than Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. And again, I'm not even fully buying into the hype that they're Super Bowl contenders yet. If you add Todd Gurley, it makes that conversation a little bit more interesting. But as of right now, 4 p.m. Eastern. Tampa Bay is definitively better than New England. And they should make the playoffs. NFC's got some killers. I mean, you're looking at the NFC West with Seattle, San Francisco. Now Arizona is going to try and make a stab at the playoffs. The East, you have the Cowboys, the Eagles. Um, The South, obviously, the Saints, the Buccaneers. 
And in the North, you have the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings. And I mean, that's like nine teams. Nine to ten teams can make the playoffs. So they should make the playoffs. I don't know if that's a guarantee. I think they will. Again, this isn't my preseason predictions, but I, I would safely assume that Tom Brady's going to make the playoffs. And I don't think New England will. I Again, I think they're only the third best team in the AFC East at this point, and I, I really, really believe that. I think you're talking about Buffalo, Miami, New England, and then the Jets. I think that's the order that's going to go down uh, in this 2020 NFL season if and when we get there. And so speaking of Tom Brady, let's go ahead and segue this thing into the quote of the week. At the end of each show, we like to find the best quote that I heard throughout the week. We put it at the end of the show, we call it the quote of the week. So here we go. This one made me laugh with context. Uh, Quote, he is a special person and the greatest quarterback of all time. That was Patriots head coach Bill Belichick talking about Tom Brady after the news came out that he was no longer going to play in Foxborough. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, they both gave them both gave him their props and their thank yous and you know all that good stuff but what makes me laugh about this is bill belichick says he's the greatest quarterback of all time now i'm not going to get into the tom brady overrated sis tom quarterback i'm not going to get into that that's not why i was laughing why i was laughing was because he said it now bill belichick called him the greatest quarterback of all time now that he's no longer a member of the New England Patriots. And part of Tom's beef and the reason why the past like five years it seemed like he's been wanting to leave New England is, well, they didn't have the kind of weapons that he, he wanted and he felt like he was um, he, he didn't really have the weapons around him to succeed. And he felt like he was underappreciated. Felt like they didn't really value him as much as they should have. And even this past season, it was the NFL's 100th year this past season. And there, of course, there was all those. You had to have seen them, the NFL 100 commercials and the 100 greatest players of all time and that stuff. And then there was a special on NFL Network where they were listing the top 100 players to ever play. And they had a panel of former players, of GMs, former GMs, uh, coaches. I think, did I already say that? Um and current player, current players, former players, current former coaches, executives, all that good stuff. And on the panel, on the show, was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick has routinely gone on record to say the greatest player he's ever seen and ever coached was Lawrence Taylor. And I'm not going to sit here, sit up here and say Lawrence Taylor was no good. But Tom Brady's got six Super Bowl rings. And Lawrence Taylor is, I mean, he's the truth. Again. No disrespect to Lawrence Taylor. But Bill Belichick always gave the nod to LT over Tom Brady. And I don't think Tom Brady really appreciated all, all that much. I think he would have liked to have gotten that recognition from Bill Belichick. And even during the NFL 100, I don't remember specifically who he said was the greatest quarterback of all time, but he did not explicitly say it like, like this is the direct quote. He says, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. And during that NFL 100's, TV special, he still did not go as far as to say that. Because Tom Brady was a part of that NFL 100 team. He was selected, and they asked Bill, what do you think about Tom Brady? Well, he's great. You know, he's a great leader and a fantastic player. And one of the greats, I think he said, or he probably said, he never actually came out and crowned him as the greatest of all time. So 
what makes me laugh is you waited until now, until he left to finally give him the nod. And even still, he kind of slights him a little bit. He still doesn't say he's the greatest player of all time. Says he's the greatest quarterback. He's still not LT, though. Let's make that very clear. Tom Brady's not Lawrence Taylor. I want to make that very clear. So I just think it's hilarious. And again, I think it's more funny from my standpoint because, again, I think the Patriots are going to be awful. I think they're going to be bad next year. I really do. So it's like you waited until now, until he leaves your franchise in shambles to finally give that nod. You couldn't have said this two weeks ago, Bill Belichick, and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. You couldn't have said this three weeks ago, Bill Belichick. You had to wait until he left. Okay, well, I guess that's just who Bill Belichick is, but I just, like, why now? He's so stubborn. He's been with Tom Brady for 20 years now. It's a long time. Long time. Didn't want to say that entire time. Didn't want to give him any kind of, well, not that he didn't give him any credit, but he didn't give him the credit that Tom Brady was thirsting for, the greatest of all time. Never gave him that that nod and then once he leaves you want to now you want to give him the credit you would think you would just stick to your guns and be a little bit stubborn and just say well we're we are appreciative of his time with us and you know we had great times that's it and you can still thank him for his times without explicitly saying he's the greatest of all time because you if you this is what you felt you probably should have said it while he was still on the new england patriots and you had an opportunity to bring him back but he didn't, and I just think this is, you know, Bill Belichick is sneakily one of the pettiest people in all of sports. Doesn't seem like it, doesn't sound like it, but when you start reading in between the lines, Bill Belichick is extremely petty, and I think we all love him for that. That is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. There's so much more to get into. But I wanted to get to the huge headlines. DeAndre Hopkins, Tom Brady, and then we were gifted again from the football gods with Todd Gurley. Next week, we'll try and get into the more, I guess, the next tier. This was the S-tier content. Next week is going to be the A-tier content of NFL free agency or trades because there's just so much. I really want to get into Miami. I can't tell you enough how much I love the moves that Miami's making. Uh, today Philadelphia made a move that I really like they bring in Darius Slay and sign him Uh, that's big because the Cowboys signed Amari Cooper so you're gonna want to combat that for the next however many years they got their number one cornerback and oh by the way the Cowboys lose their number one cornerback Byron Jones though he to Miami uh, though he became the highest played corner in the game so it's like you can't really slight Dallas for that so there's so much so much that I want to get into We'll have to wait for a later date to get into that. Um, but for now, I want to get to the the breaking news while it's still pretty fresh. So I thank you guys for stopping by and sticking around. I really appreciate it. Uh, there again, there's no games. We're all kind of on hiatus right now. Though MLB Network, NBA TV, NFL Network, they're all playing like old classic games, which are pretty interesting. Last night was uh, they had like a dream a documentary on the Dream Team on NBA TV that was really fun to watch. Uh, and then they had one of Michael Jordan's games. He scored sixty nine points. Fun to watch. So you know, just enjoy television, enjoy Netflix, enjoy Hulu. If you want to watch those classic games, knock yourself right out. Uh, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>